Hi, everyone. Welcome to the PT Podcast brought to you by Crossroads Community Church in Lindale, Texas. I am your host, PT, with my podcasting partners, the Bald Diva, now renamed because we have something more beautiful in the room. And we're not just talking about Jesus. The Bald Diva himself, Steve Howard. What's up, Steve? How y'all doing, guys? How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. You're doing excellent. Yes. You look good. Thank you. You're just not the most beautiful thing in the in the room anymore. Not at all. Yeah. All right. Now, I have another guy over here, and he's pretty. Your dude, your beard is like. I, I'm 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 in awe of red this beard. beautiful red white. It's it's Christmassy at this point. I'm just saying it's beautiful. But I think, I think I'm gonna dye it. I, really? Yeah, I'm gonna turn it red. Why? Because it's kind of like spotted red. But you don't want that, man. You don't want like the you don't, Yeah, but you don't want the you don't want the dye red. It, I'm gonna dye mine. Well, I was gonna think like I could use Kool Aid. Yeah, I gotta get rid of the gray. Mm. gray. Both of you need to act your age. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, if I can walk around with Snow White beard, you guys can walk around with you know little splotches <laughs> of salt on your. What what is red? Cayenne. Sure. Okay. So the cayenne no beard. I don't know that you, it's okay to laugh about it, Alexis. I'm laughing about it too. The things that old men talk about, you get it's to hear Irishman. about all this stuff, right? Yeah. So, are you I, judging his beard? I'm, we're going to talk about that. Yes, oh. and I'm also judging your inability to accept the fact that you're gray. <gasps> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I cannot accept it. I can't believe you didn't hit the button. I, oh, oh, which one? The the beep? Oh, oh the the. I, hold on, I'll get there. It, it takes me a second. Ah! There you go. There you go. We'll, we'll, we'll keep that up. All right. Anyways, I, I, I digress. How are you doing? The Irishman, Todd Bergen, he's in the house. I am in the house. Yay. Yes. He, you, in, I, I, I didn't have that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have the, the live audience isn't here this time. They, we're not talking about as controversial of a subject, obviously, as last week. So that Last was week fun. was great. Mm-hmm. I loved last week. This well, was fantastic. We're going to talk about that, but I want to get to. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, I'm not trying to jump. The- I'm, I'm, I'm stoked again. I just don't judge me. Don't touch you. Don't judge me. Judge you. Oh, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, don't touch me either. Well, we're off to. A, t- I don't know what touching is. We're off to a coffee, caffeinated start, is what we're off on. All yeah, right. I made coffee, so anybody who would like a cup, <laughs> let me know. Yes, please call in. We'll give you a free cup of coffee. All right, it is Starbucks. Top ten callers right now. All right, no, I'm playing. Is you don't even know the number. Up? No, it's not. It's not because oh, they yeah, don't. They don't have the option. They don't have the option. We didn't give them a number. Okay, look, I'm trying to introduce. The beautiful one? The, 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 yes. The one with a great smile? The Stoked to have, and I guess because now the bald beauty has lost his title. Yeah, he's lost, now the he's bald diva. Luster. No, no. I am not diva. <laughs> lost, lost his luster. That was great. Oh, I've got. Sorry, Steve. Yes. I still love you, brother. That one was great. Yes, yes. That was good. And I don't have the wax on, wax off comment, or I probably would have used that one too. Okay, so I'm going to get to Alexis at this point. You guys, yes. stop it. Stop Sorry. interrupting me when it comes to that. Okay? Please introduce our guest. The, the brunette beauty, Alexis Garland, with Ray's Ministry. Yeah. She's with us again. She She's going to be with us next week as well, as long as we don't embarrass the snot out of her here. <laughs> We're getting close. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I know her face is so red right now. No. If you could only see it, audience. No, it's not. No, it's oh, not. It's so as red as your beard used to be. Oh. Used to be. Oh, used to be. Oh. Very nice. Hold on. That's another one. Oh. Yes. Yes. She's hanging with it, dude. That's all, that's all I'm going to say about that. She's yeah. doing great. All right. So uh, thank you again for being here. I know that we are giving you a hard time, but everybody's got a nickname here. I've got one, PT. 
Steve's got the bald diva. You've got the Irishman, and you is know PT how, for personal testimony, or we'll what? just call you BB. We won't. It's <laughs> not brunette, BB? not brunette beauty. It's just BB. Yeah, BB. B squared. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure something out. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm B. See, there's another B. All right, lots of B's in this world. B's in this world. All right. So uh, last week uh, we we had a mm, a great conversation. I thought we had. All the time in the world, it seemed like, just to talk about the things that probably people don't want to touch. Well, one of them. That's 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 true. Yeah. I didn't have one on turnips. Because people like to I don't, talk about turnips. I don't like turnips. It doesn't matter if you like you're it. You're judging don't turnips. Judge, don't judge term, turnips. Uh, They're I'm, good for you. The, I didn't say they didn't have value. For my audience out there that likes to grow, turnips are good for you. If you don't have them in your diet, please run down to the local store and get you some. <laughs> They're good for you. I feel the if same way. If you're looking for some recipes, you call in or actually write in, and we'll uh, we'll send them out to you. I feel the same way about kale. I, oh, I, kale I just, chips, my fave. I like kale. Little olive oil and some sea salt. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! It's Put good. them in the oven. Oh, yeah, they're good. That's a that's better than a bowl, a bowl of popcorn on a yeah. movie night. Yeah, I don't know about that. What? Mm-mm. Todd, I'm gonna judge that. You are full of. Yep. You know what? So last tra- week. I, yeah, last week. Thank you, Alexis. What did you think about Thank last you. week? I loved it. I thought it was a great, important conversation. It is. Abs- I, I thought it was an important conversation to have. I, I, I did get a little fallout. No, a fee- that's a good way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not fallout. Well, it wasn't necessarily fallout. Negative feedback? Negative. I got both. Yeah. I, I, because I, I wanted to, to find out. Number one, I, that's why I called you guys. Um, I wanted to make sure that you you guys felt like it was we, we handled it with a, a tasteful way. Um, and of course, there's always going to be somebody that has an opinion about. So I get it. I'm, I'm, but I, I, I felt like the heart was conveyed. Yeah. You know, where we were talking about, it's not necessarily the word or the amoral thing that is constructed with a bunch of letters that, that holds the morality to it. It's the heart. So any word that you use, and this is the condensed version, any word that you used can have um, the, the, the act of death, speaking death into someone's life. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I never wanted anybody to get us wrong. We're not advocating that you use these words that we, we talked about in the top 10 list. That's not what we're saying. In fact, if the Lord has convicted your heart, we're asking you to keep your convictions. Yes. But we are saying that you need to, you need to look deeply within yourself before you speak. Um, I think James is the one that says you need to be slow to speak, slow to anger and quick to listen. Um, and also says the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And so all of those things, the Bible is very, very clear about the heart. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. And so if if your heart's bad, it doesn't matter what's coming out of your mouth. Obviously, it it can taint and hurt and destroy. Um, And I I think that's what we were trying to convey. There were people that called and (laughs) they didn't listen because they got caught up in the words. And that's exactly the opposite of what we were trying to accomplish. What we were trying to accomplish was to key on the inward expression and saying you need to conform that to Christ. You need to conform that to love. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people who've grown up without the culture that you've got may not uh, see things the way you do, and they might use a word that goes against your sentimentalities, just like last week when we used a word that might have offended your sentimentalities, and you felt the need to call and talk to me about what that sounded like i would just like to say to you if you don't know what the heart of the podcast is then it's really going to be hard for you i think to to judge 
what we were trying to accomplish in the matter. I don't know. That's just my opinion. What do you guys think? What did you, did you hear anything from last week? Did you did you talk to anybody about last week? What y'all jump in anytime you want to hear? Yeah, I talked to somebody, um, and it helped them. You know, because they came, um, they felt like they were lesser of a Christian because they were still struggling with using these words. You know, and because they had been around it so long, they're still in the process of of uh, working through using those words, you know, whenever they get angry, they still, you know, come out. And so they realize that that doesn't make them less of a Christian just because they still struggle with those words. Right. I mean, it's about the um, intent of the heart. Right. Right. And that was what I was hoping we'd get across. Um, I'm glad to hear that. I'm I'm glad. And I think I know who you're talking about. Was it, was it, was it Steve? Is it Steve? Is it Mm. you? Me? No. no, I don't use those words. Okay. I am perfect. <laughs> yes, we noticed. We noticed. Oh, Lord. We noticed last week. I that- use figure, figure. Okay. Anybody else hear anything else? I mean, that any if they have anything else to add about it last week before we move on? No, I'm. I didn't hear anything negative. I didn't hear anything so much positive. But I mean, nobody came to me about it. I don't know if that says something. Well, I mean, you were pretty rough last week, you know, telling Alexis that she was a piece of yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. I heard that. Yeah. That was not nice. No, it wasn't, it wasn't nice. nice, but don't that judge me. That was judgmental. Don't you judge me? Y'all are jumping the gun. Okay, what? we're not jumping anything. You're jumping the gun, bro. Hey, I'm just explaining. <laughs> These guys over here judging me. This is wrong. <laughs> Alexis, have, did you have any feedback or anything like? Do you wanted to add to this conversation or? I didn't uh, hear anything. Didn't hear anything. I didn't, but. When I talked about it with people um, in my generation, they were really proud to know that there are people who hold that opinion that it is amoral, not to justify incorrect behavior by any means, but really getting the heart of what is actually mandated by Christ and what is legalism. And um, I really appreciated being part of a conversation like that. Well, we appreciated you being on. And you yes, had a very yeah. insightful conversation just from all of you guys being able to identify what is and what is not. And I'm I'm proud of the after talking with you guys and and obviously you you need to that's another podcast, but when people come to you with criticism, it's not it doesn't behoove us to immediately dismiss. Um, you want to introspect and you want to value what they are saying. That's part of love. It's yes. it's being able to weigh and measure the things that are coming at you. And if there's any kind of validity or truth to that, you want to be able to apply it where it belongs. And that way you can be ever learning and mindful of not only the people's needs, but also if there's something that can happen that can make your presentation better. Um, and that's the reason I think maybe it hit me the way that it hit me, because I want to make sure that as at the PT, we're, we're not only on the PT podcast that we're we're not just doing controversial for controversial sake. We yeah. want to have biblical responses and be able to answer harder questions. And I really appreciate Alexis's um uh what what's a con con uh, con confab con, what is it what did you call it? Conflated. I, conflated. <laughs> yes. I I wrote it down and I still can't remember it. It's wow. like I took several years of English, and I still can't. I know. I, I have. You're flabbergasted. I, I knew that one. one. That is a great word. That's a that's a that's a Steve five dollar word. Yes. Um, but uh, had, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty nice, bro. I'm. I'm I know. I'm. Uh, I'm impressed with you. Yeah, that was the Holy Spirit spoke through me. 
<laughs> Todd's over there lifting his hands waiting for the interpretation. All right. So yep. anyways, let's keep on going before I digress any further on that. Yes. Um, appreciating every one of you guys and the way that you handled it. And I'm sure that as time goes on, it's only been up for six weeks or six days. Excuse yeah. me. Um, this is week eight of the podcast, believe it or not. Yeah. We've been doing this Woo-hoo. thing for two months. We're going to have and a birthday here pretty soon. Six. I don't want to talk about that. Um, six days on the thing, and it's already number two of the top ten that oh, we've wow. been doing. Even though we don't have ten of them, there's only eight of them, counting this of one. Of the top eight, then. So, it'll, yeah, it's number two in the top eight. So, it's yeah. It's gotten some listens, and I'm sure it'll get some more, and I'm sure that we'll get some more feedback on it. But um, yeah. just to let you guys know, the heart of it was not to um, address the specific words as much as it was to address the specificity of heart and why you were saying the words. Yes. And that's what we were trying to do. All right. We're going to do a scripture foundation segue right now. This is going to our current topic. And I bet you can guess as soon as we read it, because this is everybody's verse. This is the go-to verse for our topic today called judgment. Here it is. Matthew chapter seven, verse one, Matthew chapter seven, verse one, it says, judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will clearly see to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give to dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you all right so that was the first one then i want to go to romans chapter one you notice i'm using my my digital device instead of a, a actual book of the bible mm-hmm. um although i think we would sound more holy if i had the pages going <laughs> so um i probably should have the little button to push on that but i don't all right romans bible chapter one pages button. <laughs> now obviously Jesus is talking on the Sermon of the Mount when he's addressing that, and he's already dealt in Matthew chapter 5 and chapter 6 with the heart of the issue. He starts with the Beatitudes, then he goes into labeling some laws and going deeper than that and going into the heart of why you're doing it. Exactly um, what we were talking about last week week with words, but now we're talking about actions and doing the things that we're doing. And so he immediately goes into chapter 6 where he talks about fasting, where he talks about prayer, where he talks about the reasons why you're doing the things you're giving, not letting the right hand know what the left hand's doing, and then talking about when you allow your treasures to be stored up here on earth, you you find yourself being worried and having those cares, and then immediately goes into the next part about talking um, about judgment and looking at your brother, and and we're gonna we're gonna kind of identify that, but I want to go to Romans chapter one and uh, identify. Uh, the way that a New Testament apostle was teaching judgment uh, to the Roman church here in this letter. And Paul is going to be, obviously, we, we've read Romans 1 before, um, and uh, this is a, a big one when talking about homosexuality or um, a depraved mind or um, uh, people that have exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Um, uh, when we start talking about they, they did not see fit, and that's where we're going to start, Romans chapter 1, verse 28. They didn't see fit to acknowledge God. God gave them up to a debased mind to do what they ought not to do. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, which I always thought was funny that he just threw that one in there um, with all that other one. You know, they're murderers, insolent, haughty, boastful, 
disobedient to parents. Okay. Mm. Foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, though they know God's righteousness or God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die. They mm. not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. And somebody's going out there. They're like, why in the world is he reading that on judgment? Well, because he goes into Romans two, there wasn't chapters in the letter and there wasn't verses in the letter. And so he's immediately going in and he says, therefore, when, when I see therefore in the Bible, I got to go back and check and see what it was there for. So the reason why we started with mm -hmm. Romans one twenty eight was to see what the precursor was to what he was talking about yeah. in Romans chapter 2. And he's listing a ton of things that people are doing and labeling them as a debased mind. I want you to notice that that is exactly what Paul is doing. Okay, before he goes into the next, next part. Romans chapter 2 says, Therefore you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who pass or, or every one of you who judges for in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge practice the very same things. Mm -hmm. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O oh man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourself that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the richness or the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance, but because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will render each one according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give you eternal life. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek. That's another theological discussion that we are not embarking today on, okay? Okay. Uh, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, for God shows no partiality. All right, so we're, we're, we've got this, we, we've all heard it, every one of us in our lives. Um, only God can judge. judge. Yeah, in fact, there's songs that are devoted to this, and only God can judge me. But let's have the... Let's have a deeper discussion here about judgment. First of all, we'll go in order here. We'll go um, uh, from my left to around to Steve. Um, when when I when you think of someone judging you, what do you think of, Todd? Them impart, imparting their their ideas on me. So they're enforcing and lording opinions over you. Yes. Okay. All so right. what they want in. They want to see me doing or saying or whatever the circumstances are. Okay. Um, ideally, if they're looking at me going, I wish you wouldn't dress like that. <laughs> I can't believe he says that kind of stuff. Why does he drive that kind of car? I don't know. A lot of judgment there. No, I, I, I kind of like I kind of like the, the the way the volume kind of changed when you started talking about. It. I was like, here's the inner here's the inner monologue. That's Did it happening. Change? Yeah, it was nice. It was kind of cool. Like it? Yeah, yeah, just dramatic effect. It was good. Wow. So, but you think that it's people learning opinions, uh, giving their you opinion. their yeah, opinions, their opinions over you, trying yes. to make you conform into their pattern. And so, obviously, I'm not seeing eye to eye with them. Okay. And, well, unless you do. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, if you're wearing a dress, and people judge me for wearing my dress, it could be a hot day out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of chiggers. I, I use bug spray. Just so you know. There's not even a button for that. All right. All right. So I'm looking for one. There's just not one. Okay. So, you, yeah. But, I mean, you, you understand. I, I was just trying to, 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 to blow a hole in the argument that uh -huh. you might not disagree with them every time that they come at you. But you're saying that judgment to you is somebody who sees things differently and tries to conform you to that. Yes. Okay. And what about you, I'm Alexis? Sure. When, when you... When you when I say you know 
somebody says that you're judging or they're judging you or some, what do you think that means to you? If I think of like a negative form of judgment, I tend to go more towards a judgmental person, which would be sort of in the same way that Todd said, someone who is less about my larger beliefs, um, more what I would encounter is someone who is going for the insignificant things of saying unkind things about what I'm wearing or, or just generally being unkind um, in a, a judgmental way. Yeah. You know, I think we have a really specific connotation of that term um, as far as if you say someone is being judgmental towards you. Uh, I also think when I think of judgment, I think of that being more someone declaring me righteous or unrighteous. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's more, more of a, like a court of law sort of damnation or not damnation. You are you are correct or you are incorrect, and then mm-hmm. I think there's a separation between that and someone acting judgmentally because that seems more trivial to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, and and I note that you said that bad, you 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 made a, a differential between a bad judgment. When I think of a bad connotation of judging, um, and and that. In my mind, it makes me think that you think that there is a good form of judgment. I think that anyone who believes in the court system or a, yeah. a, a law and order has to believe in some form of judgment mm-hmm. that is just and and righteous. So. Uh, I agree with you. Oh. But I, I, was, I was just wondering. You're trying you to play the devil's advocate. I, I'm trying to... I'm trying to see where you guys are at so I can attack your positions, but you're all so great that I can't huh. attack the positions. So now I'm playing. All right, Steve, you're very rarely last, but because you got the bald diva thing going okay. on today, we're, I'm playing. I think sometimes judgment can be like somebody putting their expectation of who they think you should be uh, or what they think you should do and putting their expectations on you. Huh. Do you do you and think sometimes th- you don't meet those expectations? You know they're they're judging you, like maybe you don't like you said you don't dress like they think you should dress. You don't think you, you don't do what they think you should do. They, do you think that exists in today's culture where people have yeah. expectations and you're falling short of those expectations? Yeah. So what do you think that's called now in today's culture? Anybody gander a guess on that when they have an expectation of how you should act and you don't meet the criteria of that action? What do they end up doing it in today's society? Cancel. cancel. Yeah, cancel culture. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, what I find humorous at this point is that the same people that have cried, don't judge me, are the ones that have become masterful at judging people. Mm-hmm. When I've always thought that judgment is an evaluation, it is a, um, a mindful evaluation or an educated evaluation of anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's whether it's good or bad, whether it's trustworthy, not trustworthy, whether it bears good fruit, bad fruit, any of those mm-hmm. kinds of things. I've always thought that judgment at its objective level has never been a bad thing. It's always been something that is absolutely necessary to living. I have to judge whether or not the air is safe to breathe. I have to judge whether or not, these are all things that we 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 do on a regular basis thing. So good judgment, yes. But I also think that some people take this to be a control mechanism and they, they like to, like we're talking about the cancel culture where mm-hmm. if I have these set of rules and these obligations, and in order for you to meet those obligations, those expectations, if you don't, I'm going to judge that you're not worthy of my time and I'm going to cancel you. 
Um, and I think mm-hmm. that's kind of, if we're looking at the Greek definition of, of what Matthew 7 and Romans is, is looking at, um, the word is krino, uh, K-R-I-N-O is what the English derivatives are. And it says of the judgment of God or Jesus, the Messiah, deciding between the righteousness and the unrighteousness of men. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. he's, it, it kind of goes to back what Alexa was saying, where judgment is damnation or not damnation, whether it's holy or unholy, those kinds of things. It's going back to that line of thought. But specifically, the derivative of what Matthew 7 is talking about in context, or what uh, Thayer's talks about in the Greek lexicon, it's saying uh, to pronounce judgment or to subject censure, which is the cancel um, mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. of those who act the part of judges or arbiters in the matter of common life or pass judgment on deeds and words of others universally and without a case. Um, and I, what I find comical is how Webster defines judgment in, it's not stark contrast, but it, it kind of minimalizes the view. It says the ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions or an opinion or, of conclusion or decision of a court or a judge. So it, it isn't necessarily the depth of, of consideration of damnation or not damnation, righteousness or unrighteousness. It's just saying you're, you're making a considered decision um, or it it's a calamity. You know, it was a misjudgment, you know, so it's saying that it was the reason why the child suffered repercussions because of the bad judgments of the parents. And that's the calamity of viewed as a divine punishment, so to speak. So when we're looking at this, this topic, um, and, and I guess we could go the first, do you think that Matthew seven and Romans two is talking about surface judgment? And the crowd is silent. <laughs> Do you think it's talking about the small, what what Alexis was referring to and what you were referring to, where clothing, those kinds of things? Do you think it's referring to those judgments at, at the forefront? Or what do you think the bigger picture is in these in these in these scriptures? I think what it is is um, is looking at other person's um, flaws and and saying and, sh- and judging their flaws and forgetting to look at your own flaws that you may have the same flaws but even worse flaws but you're judging that person um and at the same measure of what you've judged that person um you're going to be judged yourself so be careful who you judge because you're going to be judged and Stevie, make a good point. Let's 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 bring it even more relevant. Let's talk about um, because I think all of us have been in church at one point in time. Uh, what do you think a surface level judgment to somebody who walks in the first time at a church would be worried about? How they look. How they look. Tattoos. Yeah. Ta- tattoos. Tattoos. Yeah, people with tattoos are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't judge me, dude. And your security <laughs> team has to be. You know, if they sometimes they may appear. They could cause harm. Okay, so there, there's the problem now, isn't there? Okay, now we're at the impasse. This is what I wanted to get to is that, all right, now we're, we're labeling these things and we're saying, okay, somebody walks into the church for the first time and they're wearing a trench coat. They're mm. covered with tattoos. Um, and they, they walk into the, on. they have sunglasses on. Um, I don't know, whatever. Um, and you have a security team. Are we breaking the Bible? And are we are we saying that we're going against what the Bible says to do by putting those teams in place to look with eyes that have to? And I and I know that the 
the holy term for this is discernment, but uh, and I say that with with my fingers Discern. like the Britton Brown, uh, Britton Brown of uh, Chris Farley days, where he goes, "Maybe I eat my own dandruff." Okay, you got the little quote unquote things going Yuck. on. I'm yeah, I'm just okay. Don't get lost on the Chris Farley thing. I'm just saying that that's well, good. I'm Chris Farley, actually, yeah, just trying Chris to get Farley's you a picture fine. in your yes. mind where I'm doing the quote unquote thing with my fingers here. Yes, uh, they walk in and they are judging whether or not the person looks trustworthy or doesn't look trustworthy do you think that we're breaking a, a command of jesus in matthew 7 by doing that I, no n- no ahead. i think it's okay to have eyes wide open i think it's okay to look at things and even act cautiously in scenarios where you think there may be danger i think where how, the problem how, how do you do that without judging though well it you are making some form of judgment. Again, I, I hold the opinion that all, not all judgment is bad. I think the problem comes in when you make a conclusion. And what stands out to me is you have um, an opinion of conclusion under the Webster's Dictionary definition. When you think of God's judgment, his perspective is perfect. And he's the only being, the only thing that has perfect perspective. And so he can make those conclusions. Um, I don't think that we can do that immediately and that's where you have that judgmental um action or or the judgmental interaction is when you see someone you have very little information you make a conclusion not necessarily little judgments of okay this person is acting a little strange maybe we should approach cautiously but this person is bad and i believe that right away so you don't think the caution is the element of the judgment in an opinion of conclusion you don't think that 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 falls under that category Mm mm-hmm I think it's part of it. Yeah, it's part of it. I think they should in some way investigate, as in go deeper, deeper, and don't just let that be the surface judgment, but they need to go and see if they can get some conversation out of him to, to learn what the, maybe the true intent of his heart is. Get the facts. Because just because just, just they look that way don't mean they're going to do that, do something you know, horrible. See, I, as soon as I say trench coat, or as soon as I say got tats, or as soon as I say son, looks a certain again. way, my son loves to wear a trench coat, but he's not going to go into a church and blow it up or whatever. That you need to, you need to go ahead and. Um, I said what I find curious though. What I find, I never said that he was going to do any of those things. I know, mm-hmm. but you need. It's okay to. It's okay to do some further investigation. Talk to that individual, and if 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 you after conversating with them realize um there's some cause concern here then you take the the proper uh steps to make sure that the rest of the church is safe yeah but at that point no go ahead i was just gonna say at that point aren't you judging though because if you're already, okay but if you're see, already you can learn spending hairs at this point you can okay so you can't judge them but sh- okay uh, you need to conversate with them or you need to address them in some way you're gonna have to judge on whether that's safe yeah, but then you you're going you're to have to judge. But if their actions are showing that there is some concerns there, then you have to. You but have again, to protect. That, that's that's the point. The point is, and what we were going to say, some I don't interrupt you. No, no, I was just going to say. I what perspective are you operating with? I think too is is it an earthly perspective, or are you trying to take on the perspective of Jesus? And he would look at that person, and what would he find alarming? And yes. What would he not find alarming? Where you know. Are you operating from a legalistic mind? Or are you trying to adopt 
a Christian perspective. Well, to his defense uh, and and to his mindset, he never ran away from people that were going to kill him because he knew that was the <laughs> that was the end result, anyways. Yes. Um, so, and and I say that knowing that the divinity. We're not going into that the, theological argument mm-hmm. of whether or not he didn't have the f- full whole knowledge of what God had or what he didn't have. We're not going to talk about that. But what I am going to say is that I don't think the, that the Bible is saying to throw out judgment completely. And I think we're all saying the same thing. We, we that, And that's exactly what happens when we start getting into these conversations yeah. is people start splitting airs because it's not real unless you dig deeper into the word of God. It's not real clear about what judgment they're talking about unless you read further on. In Matthew 7, he says, for the same measure that you use, it will be used against you. It'll it'll be, well, I'm not afraid to be judged. You know, if I'm wearing a trench coat or if I'm, I, I want somebody to look and, and, and judge whether or not I'm safe to be in the building. I want somebody for the whole, for the wellness of the people around. Mm-hmm. I want people mm-hmm. to be able to question that about me. That That is not a measure that I'm fearful of. But if I immediately begin to go, that person needs to repent or he's going to hell right now. And I lay that expectation on that must that guy must be a sinner. He must be terrible. He must be hideous. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to speak. And I think that's what Alexis was saying. If we're coming with the heart of Christ, it's not an evaluation of the righteousness or unrighteousness of the man. It's wanting to understand in deeper relationship with them on yeah. whether they're trustworthy or not trustworthy. Yes. And I think one judgment shows the heart of God. I think the other judgment shows fear controlling legalism all that stuff that we we we've been talking about for the last few weeks worry yeah. doubt fear the unknown all those things that play into our prejudices that play into our views and those things aren't healthy so when i and what i find comical is when we say a guy has a trench coat on he's got a mohawk maybe he's got no hair whatsoever you know that mm-hmm. would you know fit the categories that we 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 employ yeah. um <laughs> and so we walk into a church and we've got the, the 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 trench coat walking kind of funny maybe we smell of alcohol you know any of these things that there is a loving judgment that has to happen for the well-being of everyone yeah it's the same kind of judgments that we make when we stop at a stop sign it's the same kind of judgments that we make when we go to a nursery at a church and there's vomit on the floor and the you're not putting your baby in a place where you would consider that it's unsafe. You have to employ that judgment for the sake of your baby. You have to employ yeah. that judgment for the safety of the people that are approaching that intersection. Those are not bad judgments. And that's not what Jesus is talking about. When he goes into his diatribe, he says, and I, I call anything that he's, it's not a diatribe. When he goes into his talk, about what judgment he's speaking of in particular, he's warning about hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not talking about making a a judgment call on the actions of man or the appearances of man or any of those things. He's like like Alexis said, it's the opinion of conclusion. It's saying here's what I believe that you know your final destination is going to be just on the basis of. <laughs> what what you look like at this moment. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, no, 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 no. You're going to judge the action of that person and you're going to condemn them and you're doing the exact same thing to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, w- looking at the speck in your brother's eye and then not dealing with the log in your own. And that's mm-hmm. what he says there. It's what it says in Romans 2. He says, how, how dare you look at somebody and try to appear more righteous and, you know, you're doing the exact same thing they're doing. Do you not think that the judgment of God... 
is going to fall on you. And you notice that everything that Jesus says, it, there's a little context of judgmentalism. Uh, have you mm-hmm. have you noticed that? Yeah. I mean, go back to Matthew 7 and look. He's saying, look, you, the fact he has to be able to discern or to, well, yeah, there's that holy word, judge discern. on whether or not someone is judging the speck in their brother's eye. And and saying how dare you do that? Well, that's that's judgment. That's judgmentalism at its finest. Where I say you got a speck in your, you got a log in your own eye, and you're looking at a speck in your brother's. I'm mm-hmm. I'm having to judge whether or not you're doing that or not to be even able to say that. Mm-hmm. And and then the argument obviously is going to be, well, how do you know that he's actually addressing something specific? Because the crowd that he's talking to is filled with people, thousands of people that are listening, and some of them are Pharisees, mm-hmm. and he's already cast some good little little daggers. I'm saying unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, that's in Matthew five. Unless you're no in Matthew six, excuse me. He said, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, you won't see the kingdom of heaven. Well, that that's a judgment that he's able to make. Mm-hmm. But it's also the same kind of judgment that Paul tells us to do with fruit. It's the same kind of we're taught in the Bible to judge those things. So mm-hmm. obviously, not everything that not every consideration or judgment that we make is a bad thing. And I think that's what Alexis was saying, that yeah. you have to be able to do that. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Correct me if no, I'm wrong. No, absolutely. Oh, okay, all right. She's over here nodding her head. So. She, is. she is. I didn't mean to preach a sermon then. It just no, kind of just came PT, out. PT, Pastor Tim. <laughs> all this, right. This will be on next Sunday's. <laughs> <laughs> No, we have a totally different, totally different topic oh, sorry. on Sunday. No, it's okay. Jumping the gun there. Um, okay, okay, so we've got this judgment thing, and we got this guy. And what I find a comical again is that we're already assigning the the action that he could do, just on the basis of what I said surface level. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a trench coat, and why do you think that is? What what leads us to those kind of judgments? Cultural connotation. I I think there could be something that would. Sp- spell trouble here in the states that someone in another place wouldn't think twice about or just historical context I mean, what has happened in the past fear fear definitely yeah. yeah well i do you think that that plays a factor in in every place that you go well it may not be as much of an issue if you're in a climate where it's cold and they <laughs> wear trench coats but if it's uh you know 70 if it's 80 degrees outside and they have a trench coat on that kind of like why do they have a trench coat at 80 degrees sometimes that could see they're streakers (laughs) but i mean i'd be less fearful of that than i would be of the other stuff that we are we're we're referring to well Mm -hmm. in in fort worth well and in i think what two years ago when the guy comes in he's got this huge trench coat on he's got stuff on and and um, they allowed him in the church. Um, they didn't judge that he was somebody, maybe thought, I think they had said that he had been there before and had made, you know, somebody had made him mad. And he came in with the, the coat on, had the, the, the shotgun, had the guns and things like that, and started shooting people in the church. And people know these stories. And so we call it, when a, when a police officer does this, what do we call it? Awareness. No. No, in fact, situational awareness. No, no, there is a specific word where they are looking for specific things. They call it profiling. Profiling. Okay. Where I I, I look at a certain thing and I adapt what other things have happened, what you said culturally, and I'm putting that and placing that on other people. And I think Christians are professionals 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, we are professionals at trying to profile and fit people into certain parameters that they might may not fit in. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be really careful that we don't allow those prejudices and the fear based yeah. things to dictate the the value of people. Um, you know, that person really may need Jesus. And because you're scared that they may have a gun, you know, there's ways that we can protect and we can do those things. And, and again, awareness is, is part of that. When you're in a bar, and I speak from experience here, that some of the nicest, most putty teddy bear guys are these massive, huge, bald, goatee down to your chest, earrings, nose rings, tattoos on their Stop forehead. Stop talking about me. Stop. Stop. I'm just saying, some of the most gentle people, they they look like they will rip you apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're the ones that are crying, you know, with, you know, you're singing Celine Dion's all by myself. They're in there. Oh, I wish I had somebody, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like, you, Oh my goodness. You can so have sensitive. this. Yeah. Well, has it ever happened to any of y'all with me? My, one of my stories is that you walk in um, and because I wear a suit at a, at a wedding or something like that, or people know that I'm a pastor, they immediately believe that there, that there's no, you can't have any fun around me at all. So they, they if I find s- out soon, that's not true, <laughs> right? Come to Shut my up, Halloween Steve, you're judging me. Okay, no, but I'm saying <laughs> I literally have had to leave wedding parties because I know that they're sitting on the sidelines and they're like, they're giving me that, giving you the eye. I don't know if you've ever, I have to judge that too. Obviously that's a judgmental thing, but they're giving you the eye like, I don't know if I can do this or not. I don't know if this is something that I can, this, the pastor's over there. I don't know if I can, you know, do that thing. And I'm like, don't dance in front of them. Hmm, you don't have any... <laughs> Yeah, it's the same thing with cussing. You know, people come around and they don't believe it's wrong. They don't think it's terrible. And they say this word and they go, oh, 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 I'm really sorry. You know, I'm, mm. I'm, so there's there's another extreme to that, uh, that judgmentalism, right? It could be respect, too. It could be respect. But I, I think that you have to judge whether or not that person is somebody that you need to be concerned about that about. I mean, that's that's another way that we're judging things, well, right? If they say that, that means they respect you. Maybe. That's a sign of respect. Or they're afraid I'm going to judge them for what they just said. Usually it's respect. I don't think so. Really? Really. Hmm. Not in my experience. Not in a bar. No, people don't give a rat's behind what you think mm-hmm. until you walk up to them and you're in a conversation. But and you're at a wedding. And they find out who you are <laughs> and they go, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little scared that you're going to judge me here. I'm sorry I said that. I didn't mean to say that. And, and from their experience, they feel... Maybe they feel bad because they said a word that they've been taught is wrong, and maybe they feel guilty. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what what's going on inside the heart. But all I'm saying is there's a judgment call in that moment to feel like either a I'm being judged. Maybe it's respect. I'm not saying it can't be. Maybe it could be, but we don't know the internal. We just know that they're making a judgment call. What I'm asking is, is though are those things bad? Are are we are we going against the word of God? By making those judgment calls every day, or is the Bible talking about something else when it's talking about judging in these contexts? Well, it's, to me, it sounds like just just know that whatever level you judge with, if you're going to be hip, hypocrite, you're going to be judged the same way, the same I, measure. I think it's a really good explanation. You, you, that's the guy. So be so. Yeah. So if you want to be judged at the same measure, like that's that would be your. Me- you know I mean. That's that's how I would think you would um, bar- put it like a barometer, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I mean, what Philippians four when it talks about the ways that you should be thinking, 
um, and it gives you good guidelines on how you should think, I think Jesus did the same thing. He said, with the same measure that you judge, it would be measured out to you. Um, and then he goes immediately and starts talking about hypocrisy and you dealing with the speck versus the log. So I think that's a very educated and contextually educated way of looking at it. It's not condemning judgment as a whole, but saying that it's it's appropriate. Obviously, it's appropriate to judge whether or not somebody is dealing with a log when they have a speck. He's doing that, and he's leading by example. I think Paul's doing the same thing when he comes a, a whole chapter. I'm, I'm talking Romans one. His whole his entire first greeting is spanking the Romans for the culture that there it is. If you read it, it's like listen. Listen, I know some of you out there that are thinking this and this and this and this, and I'm telling you, you're 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 lunatics. You're of a depraved mind. You have you have given yourself over to a reprobate mind and now you're 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 giving approval to those that are debased values that are not and his whole first chapter first first latter half of the chapter chapter 1 is dealing with looking at a society that is in debauchery and hedonism and uh, false false gods all those things and judging that those things are unrighteous and are not good to be doing I'm going to have to say that there is somewhere with us that you have to discern whether or not something is right or whether it's wrong. And it's okay mm -hmm. for the safety and in love of someone else to look at them and go, listen, um, and I'll, I'll give it to you the way that I was said. I'll do the specific example with you, Alexis, because you've Let's been. Okay. So you walk into my home. Okay. And I have a syringe in my hand and there on the floor where I'm sitting down is a bottle of liquid Drano. It doesn't burn like Mr. Clean, folks, I'm just telling you, but liquid Drano, okay? It's sitting right there, and I've got the syringe, and I'm tapping my, my arm, and I'm about to put something in my arm, okay? Now, you, 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 you are my friend. You don't want me to die. So what are you going to do as I'm about to put this needle in my arm what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind to do in this scenario? Absolutely stop it immediately. That, why? Because I have evidence that is pointing me towards a certain conclusion, and I'm going to take action because I care about your safety. And I think that it's important to note that for good judgment, you have evidence. I think you need to, those two things can't be separated, and often they are, which is unfortunate. But if you have um, a good reason to believe something and in a loving way, you need to intervene. You decide that it is not only your place, but it is important for you to intervene in that moment. It is okay to do so, but you have to ask yourself those questions because sometimes it's not important for you to intervene. Sometimes it's not your place to intervene. And in that situation, it is not your job, even if you've made the internal judgment to talk to that person about it. But in your scenario, I immediately need to take action and intervene in that situation. Okay. now. As a, in her reaction, she says that that she's going to stop me immediately because she has evidence. She sees liquid Drano, she sees a syringe, she sees I'm about to put it in my vein. Okay, but what she doesn't know is that I'm a diabetic and that I need insulin and I just had a donut and I'm feeling a little queasy. <laughs> and before I pour the liquid Drano down the, the sink, I want to make sure I'm not passing out to get liquid Drano all over me. In the process. So I'm thinking, okay, while I'm down here getting liquid drain, I'll probably need to go ahead and take care of that. Now you're going, well, you would put it in your stomach. You wouldn't put it in your, okay, yeah, all right, I understand. I wouldn't be doing this number. But I'm saying that 
in our attempt, can there be a misjudgment even in the attempt to do a loving thing? Absolutely, there can. Yes, absolutely. But that doesn't alleviate your responsibility to do what you judged to be the most Mm -hmm. loving thing, right? Yes, and your response to a misjudgment, I think, needs to be a humble one. I think you need to... Uh, make you, you reparations. Can't, you can't do that. Necessary. Only God can tell me what I could do. What I, what I, in a loving way. I mean, no. Just oh, I can't tell you to be humble. I'm very sorry. <laughs> okay, so I'm totally kidding with you, by the way. Yeah. But so you're saying that my response to that misjudgment that you're making should be a, one of humility and not one and meekness, not one of how dare you. And and my response too is the person who made yeah. the wrong conclusion, who came to the wrong conclusion. I need to say. I'm very sorry that I stepped in and I came to the wrong conclusion here. I want you to know that I did it because I care about you. Um, and I felt there was, it was urgent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Love covers a multitude of sin. You know, that, yeah. that whole, um, and we're not talking about, you know, unrighteous sin where I'm rebelling against God. It's the sin against another that somebody might be offended or any of that stuff. If I realized that the heart was loving, but let me let me take it to a whole nother level, okay? Because now we're just going to start meddling and stuff. Yeah. Um, what would you think is the most controversial topic in church setting? Not 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 COVID. COVID notwithstanding, because that is definitely COVID vaccination, government, all that stuff. But yeah. as far as sin goes, what is a hot button sin that people talk about a lot in the church? Currently, yeah, hot button sin. So people that demonize it. Uh, let's let's just let's say it like that. Homosexually. Yeah, that's everybody thinking that. Is everybody thinking that, or were you thinking something else? This well, could be like a family feud. We could get number one answer, number two answer. <laughs> yeah, we could. Yeah. But the survey says I think you're right. Homosexuality. Todd. Yeah. Yeah, I think Do you agree, Steve. Yeah, it's it's definitely a hot 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 topic. That and you know killing babies. Killing well, yeah, yes. The next one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty hot. That's a pretty hot topic. In fact, right now, because of what the Supreme Court said about mm-hmm. you know Texas and and we live in the state of Texas, um, that I've seen a lot of don't don't make uh, laws about women's bodies um, memes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not even going to speak to because that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking yeah. about homosexuality, and even I said in Romans chapter one. Um, there's been a lot of theological discussions about, you know, whether or not that means that or not. I'm going to tell you, it, there's no other way of, of looking at that. Um, I know that you would like to discredit um, theologians' expressions or the way that they're they're interpreting that. But in the original Greek, it's talking about the depravity of man with man, woman with woman, um, and doing things unnaturally. Um, and so that... And all their genders. Well, what... Well, <laughs> I... <laughs> Again, I'm not even. Different I'm not even talking about that. I'm not even talking about it. But there's going to be somebody that's listening to this, and and yeah. and they're going to go, okay. Well, you're talking about an easy thing with with clothes. I thought you wanted to answer difficult subject matter, and so I'm going to answer the difficult subject matter. If a person walks in who is you know engaging in homosexual activity, and what do I mean by it's sexual activity between the same sex? Okay, mm-hmm. and I know these things. Um, is it wrong for me to judge the rightness or wrongness of that person? These are hard questions that we need to be answering. If they walk into the church, do is it wrong to judge that the actions of those people are right or wrong? Okay, yeah. so we can use the scripture to know that it is 
not right, because in the, in the Bible it says it is not right. Uh, we know how God created. It was man and woman. That's how he created it. But Adam and Eve. But the thing about it is, is we, not Adam and Steve, that's not right, Adam yeah. and Steve. Um, <laughs> but what we need to be careful not to do is we still need to love them where they're at. Um, okay. Now here's unless they know you care and, and, the, and the intent of your heart is to help them, they don't. They're not going to care what you have to say, and they're not going to receive it. So you still have to show love towards them and and lead them to a place where they can realize through the Holy Spirit showing them what their sin is because it's not your job as the Holy Spirit to show them their sin. It's the Holy Spirit's job. So yes, you can make the judgment in knowing that that is incorrect. Because that's not what God, that's not God, that's called sin. But then you still need, you can't, you can't force your expectations on them. You got to let the Holy Spirit work through you so how does that to help them. I understand that philosophically handling that situation, but. They can still come to, I don't think you should shun them just because they, they have sin. They need, they, they want to come to church and learn the word and then let the Holy Spirit work on them as he fits, he's fit. And, and if they want you to disciple them, you teach them the truth. And, and the, the word of the truth will be uh, spoken in that if it's a good pastor. They're going to speak the word and let them know that, even, that this is wrong. I'm not even talking about the pastoring. I'm talking about the person, the people of the church. The, the Is there an obligation for a, a, a decision of understanding what is and what is not right or wrong? Is it wrong to judge that that action? I'm not even saying that we're talking to them. I'm saying that the initial understanding of somebody's action to judge whether or not that that action is right or wrong is that wrong at the dead level, the the base level of yes. understanding that is it is it wrong for me to discern that that thing is right or wrong for that person? No, no. no. But I think we have to also remember that we have absolutely no right or ability to um, diminish the value of a being. And that value is completely determined by God, and it Great. does not diminish. And so you, if you make that judgment that this is an incorrect thing, uh, which I think it, we have not in the ability but the calling to do. I mean, you as a human being, no matter what you believe, you have to make a determination. This is what I believe is right, and this is what I believe is wrong. Moral parameters and boundaries. Exactly. Right. Um but that is not in any way linked to their value as a person. And I think that's something that Christians have struggled with. Yes. Really struggled with. They have devalued, specifically with this sin too, they have devalued that person and they look at them as less than. And it's important to not um, connect those two terms. So you're, you're telling me, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm having to play a, a role that I... I don't want to play because I, I wholeheartedly, I'm, I'm like, yes, that's the best response. But I'm just saying it's okay for me to, to know that they're wrong. It is not okay for me to, to value the person because of the actions. I think so. I think that, I think that even. Does that go for murderers too? I don't think that God devalues a person for their actions. I think that we all have the same level of value, inherent value that he has given to every being, which is why he cares about them. Um, he cares about each person equally, no matter what their actions were. Um, his determination of righteousness and unrighteousness is based on his judgment, his perfect judgment. And I think we're given, um, 
we're giving guidelines. We're giving, I think, a peek into that. You know, this is how you live a righteous life and this is how you live an unrighteous life. But we're not making that that choice. We're not making that value right. um, determination. Yeah, the value of the soul does not does not diminish with the choices that they're making. Even if they are devaluing it themselves, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that God views the, their soul any less important. I understand what you're saying, and I'm agreeing with you. But in devil's advocate playing that, mm-hmm. the decisions that we make regarding those sins, whether it be homosexuality, um, and we'll just stick with that one because that's the, that's the big hot button that we're talking about. If I notice that it's wrong and I feel like they're in danger, they, they're on the floor with liquid Drano, okay, and I feel like they're in danger, is it loving for me to let them continue or is it unloving of me to let them continue? I think it's loving for you to get the facts. Mm-hmm. That's, a good, that's a good point. Explain. Well, in the case, obviously, you walk in in this liquid Drano, I could say, hey, what's got the liquid Drano for, Tim? But that's like four topics ago, dude. What? <laughs> well, you, you brought up the liquid drano. Like, no, I'm saying as like far as, as far you as did judgment, say I mean, liquid drano. I did, I did say it. I did yeah, say it. As far yeah. as judgment goes, I'm sitting over here thinking, well, should we ever judge ever? Or should we just believe in God and say, hey, he's got it. Well, We're okay. I, 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 in life, I think. There's a balance there, though. There's there, got to be. Well, there is. But, I mean, it it really comes down to facts. Because we can't make a decision without facts. And, and I don't treat homosexual people any different than I would treat anybody else. I treat them with the same respect. They deserve it. It's not m- my place to treat them any different. And some of them are very great people, as in people. I mean, they're, they're not bad people. No. It's just like the homeless on the side of the street. You look at him and you go, he's homeless. Yeah. Obviously, he made mistakes. Right? Yeah. Didn't he? I don't think we know all the facts. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the facts. <laughs> That's right. It's all about the facts. So if you don't know all the facts, if I don't know why you have liquid Drano right next to you, if I don't know why you're dealing with a syringe, I, I think there's. I didn't a, even know you were a diabetic. I think there's an incongruency of the heart, though. I, I think. What do you mean? Well, it's easy to say because it's not affecting us, or it doesn't. It doesn't hit a hot button in us. Uh, with me, I, I can agree wholeheartedly with you guys. The devaluation of the soul, I'm not I'm not saying that. But to play the the righteous, you know, indignant, whatever, I've 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 heard I've heard the arguments both ways. That if I see someone walking out in the middle of traffic and is about to get hit by a Mack truck, I, I know facts. You know, they may be faster than the Mack truck. I don't know that, but I know that it looks like they're about to be hit. So for me, I need to say something. That's the loving thing. I mm-hmm. need to call out to them or I need to reach out and grab them if I can. Yeah. Whatever's in my power to help them understand that they're in grave danger. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think is that, some. Is that judgment? That has to be judgment. It has okay. to be judgment. Call. Just clarify. Yeah. I so think we're, we're judgment. We're on judgment on things to do. Well, judgment of, of not only deciding what is and what is not appropriate action to take that that's judgment call it's like when i'm stopping at a stop sign just like what i said or when she walks in and sees liquid drano sitting on the floor or when i know that someone is engaging in something that is not biblical all of those things lead to what what does the bible say it leads to the wages of sin is sin. death sin yeah. is death and those decisions that they're making yeah. whether it be me pouring liquid drano down my vein or making a decision that leads ultimately to death. One slower death than the other one, obviously. A Mack truck going to be hitting me. It could be just a mistake that I'm making and not looking both ways when my dad told me I should have. 
but it's still a decision that is ultimately leading to death. Is the judgment call, is judgment amoral? Hmm. Is judgment amoral? See, I'm. this is a very deep conversation because what we're doing is we're assigning detriment to a word, but I think the heart plays considerable, I think it's the ace card. I think that in love, every mother makes judgment calls. Every father makes judgment calls. I think that the Lord makes judgment calls, not on the basis of trying to kill and hurt and harm, but he makes judgment calls on love for his people, for his kids. And if I don't devalue a soul, then there are sometimes times where I have to make judgment calls on the information that I do have. Um, uh, uh, whether or not we can say specific stories or not, I'm sure every one of us have had stories where we've seen people that have hurt and we've noticed that they've hurt and we didn't say something. And I'm, I'm just say from my, from my personal experience, you know, Listen to not only all the facts that you've got at your disposal to be able to make an educated judgment call, but I don't think that he's talking in the Bible about making those loving discernments, those loving calls, those judgment calls that is life and death. And can judgment be loving? Can can I redefine judgment or a judgment call as something that is the most loving thing to do for someone if my heart is, I don't want you to die? Yeah. I don't yes. want you to hurt. I don't I don't want you to spend eternity without Christ. That's right. I don't want you to mm-hmm. And somebody says, "Well, if I'm not hurting anybody, then but that's the that's the, I'm playing devil's advocate because I'm all about what you guys are saying. I I want I want us to think of another way of looking at this perspectively wise because what we're what we've done is we've said initially the judgment, the right of damnation or not damnation, who does that belong to? It belongs to God. And mm-hmm. and I and I totally agree with that. I also believe in the the value of the soul and the way that mm-hmm. the Lord loves the soul. But the incongruency that I'm talking about rests in this that every one of us if we saw one another doing something that was going to be harmful and we knew, even if it was just on a hunch that we might be doing those things, we would make a judgment call to call. I know Todd's my buddy. Steve's my buddy. Alexis, you're becoming my buddy. <laughs> but all of you, if, if I was doing something that was going to lead to death, I I know that you would say something to yes. me because you love, love me. And I, I think what you're talking about with church is that we've got to be careful when we're pointing our fingers that it's out of a heart of that of, of value. She said a value of of the soul mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we're operating with the same kind of heart and um, the mind of Christ yes. in that judgment and that determinism that that we're operating with. And you're, I can't control how they respond to that. No, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I can control what my heart is in the matter and what, how I'm presenting these things. I can control myself and the heart that I'm coming at them with. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I, it doesn't matter how loving I am sometimes. that Those words are going to evoke one of two responses. One, they're going to accept, hear it, and know what my heart was in the matter. Or two, they're going to get mad 
um, in a, in a, in a, um, I guess the, <laughs> the, the, they're going to get it's about it. So, um, I'm saying that there's, there's going to be, um, <laughs> trying to help all you people that didn't listen to the podcast last week to, to not tune off because I said the word. So, um, anyways, but they're going to get one of two ways. They're going to accept it or they're not. Did, did Jesus ever employ that? When he talked to the Pharisees and he said, you whitewashed tombs, you brood of vipers, you, those who strain a gnat and swallow a camel. Those were, very, those were very judgmental words. But did it come from a heart that was trying to hurt them? Or what, did it come from a heart that was trying to correct and to lovingly bring them back to a place to where they were in, in, of a right heart? Yes. Absolutely. For sure. So my question is, if we're saying that all judgment is bad, then we are saying that... I'm not saying that all judgment saying is bad. No. No, we're not. But there are those that would say that it is. Don't judge me. And if we are saying that, then we're taking out the ability to love... One of the best tools to love someone is to warn them about, about danger, to, to keep them safe, to let them know that we care, that we're concerned about their well-being... And by telling people that they can't judge in that capacity, you're telling them, you cannot care. You cannot care about what I'm doing. You cannot have a warning in my life about something that you might have faced in your life. Um, and that is, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it, I'm going to get so many calls about this. That is addict behavior. That is, I'm addicted to what I'm doing. I don't want correction. I don't want to be called into question doesn't have anything to do with you. Let me do what I'm doing. Even if it's going to harm me, it's my choice. My body, my choice. Don't judge me. And yeah, and that, that addict behavior, what that does is it makes me an island. And it says there is no accountability in the process. There's no accountability for you. You have no right to keep me accountable because you sin differently than I do. You know, you have no right. And that, that, whole, that whole attitude is leave me alone and let me go into my place, my my areas of of, and most addict behavior is like that. It's mm-hmm. I'm separating myself from any kind of judgment because I already know what I'm doing is wrong. Um, I don't need you to tell me, and you need to shut up because I know you sin. I know you've sinned. You you're just judging me because you sin differently than me. Well, I'm, and again, mm-hmm. I, and I'm gonna get so many calls on that. I know I will. But that is, it's, it, it's exactly what we're talking about. Not all judgment is bad. Jesus is not saying all judgment is bad. He's saying mm-hmm. that if you are judging and you have the same problems in your life and you're not getting yourself to the place of safety before you're trying to get somebody else to safety. And he says, rightly, deal with the log that's in your eye. And then you can see plainly to deal with the speck that's in your brother's eye. But he does say you can still deal with it. Mm-hmm. If you could deal with yourself first. Mm-hmm. And and Paul says the same thing in Romans 2. I love Romans 14, where he says, Who are you to judge the servant of another? If someone is literally trying to serve the Lord with everything they are, mm-hmm. and you are getting on to them because they shaved their head, and you don't believe in shaved heads. I think that's what Paul is talking about. He's, mm-hmm. he's literally saying, consider those that eat vegetables um, with the same respect that if you think that all you can eat is meat, don't, don't, don't harbor resentment because they do things differently than you. That's, that's convictionary. That's not even causing harm in the body of God. That's, that's, that's talking about a totally different topic here and judging. But when we're talking about life and death, I'm, I'm convinced at this point that if we throw out judgment, then we're creating an environment of um, no moral absolutes and a no moral accountability. 
And it's seeping into our kids, man. Our youth mm -hmm. right now are inundated with that mindset of you do you and I'm going to do me. This is my truth. And truth is no longer absolute any longer. It's all on the basis of a subjectivity to how I feel in the moment. And when you say you can judge on the basis of Scripture, we need to be able to identify if that's correct judgment or not correct judgment, if that's what we can utilize, if that's something that is adequate and not hateful. And I think only our hearts, I think that's what you were saying, is the valuation of people. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, um, though, in some, some circumstances, one thing that we think about as missionaries that in a community we need to earn the right to speak mm. they need to trust us before we're sure. going to have an impact and i think the same can be true especially when you're talking with non-christians when you're thinking about holding them accountable you have to have some form of relationship i think they have to trust you at least a little bit before you can speak and say I truly and genuinely care about you, and this is why I think that you need to act in a different way. I think where we get in trouble um, as Christians is speaking without that establishment mm -hmm. um, because you can encounter someone on the street and say you need to repent from all your sins and, and turn your life to Christ, which in some ways, the Holy Spirit guiding you, we've seen it on the mission field, that mm -hmm. has a great impact. In some situations, it does not. And it'll put this immediate barrier up between you and that person. And especially if they already have a very strong um, opinion about Christianity and what Christianity defense is. Mechanism. Very, that yeah. defense mechanism. Yeah. If you go into that mode, they're going to turn off immediately. And so in some of those circumstances, with the, the Drano in the arm, that is an urgent thing. You know, that is, I need to make an immediate call and intervene because I feel like someone is in danger. If someone is living in sin, that is also a danger of death. It really is. And we mm -hmm. have to weigh how quickly are we you going have to, to approach judge? that. Yes, absolutely. You have to judge. Um, but you also need to approach that situation with caution and make sure that you first establish that you are a friend to them, that you love them, that you care about them. No matter, don't even bring those things up in those certain circumstances. And then you can broach that topic. But in some cases, you have to earn that right. Mm -hmm. Show the love first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if you always have the time, and no. I think that's what she's saying. I'm saying that in the urgency of the moment, you have to make a decision, a judgment call on whether or not the appropriate action is is urgent. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. That is exactly right. But you realize that there's a movement away from that line of thought. I mean, you and I grew up in in a very Pentecostal setting. Your words are not going to open their eyes. It has to be the Spirit of God. Well, I agree with you. There's no way that we change anybody. Mm -mm. We can, we can might pull somebody out, but that doesn't mean that we're changing their heart. Mm -mm. That's not the point. The point here is talking about making a, a judgment call on whether or not judgment is appropriate or not. Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny? Judging whether or not judging is appropriate. <laughs> And circular reasoning, I don't, I don't know if that'll hand up, but I'm, I'm saying that establish a relationship. Yeah, if I have a gun, to the, if somebody's got a gun to their head, I don't care if I have a relationship with them or not. I'm, Absolutely. I'm jumping at them and I'm going to pull mm -hmm. the gun away from them. Yeah, it's just going to happen. You know yeah. why? Be because I mean, you, you've been there recently where somebody has a gun and you go into. I've seen Todd fly down a, a, a gravel road to go and pull a gun from somebody. Why not? Because 
Wow. He made a judgment call. He this is keeping other people safe. It's wow. was that wrong? Absolutely freaking not. No, it was not. It can't be wrong for you to make a loving judgment call. Love is choosing the highest good of all those that are involved. And God is the master of it. And he judges. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the important note here is that God is the source of judgment. And we also know that God is all of good. Mm-hmm. Therefore, judgment. And all of wisdom. And all of wisdom. Therefore, judgment is not inherently bad. In fact, Mm-mm. you asked if it was amoral. I would say no. I would I say, say that no. it is moral so, yes. if it's used in the right context and if it's used with the right heart. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same thing with saying all amoral things. Judgment is a tool that can be used for love or not love. I believe judgment is is based in morals. Maybe a measuring mechanism then. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. If, you know, I would say that. Love is also. I love these kind of conversations, yeah. though, because it gets you to thinking about okay, and, and when I'm when I'm reacting or when I'm responding to these things, is my heart is my heart addressing it first? And I think that's what Jesus is saying: address you, address the topics in your heart, address what's going, what's happening here before you start to try to correct somebody else's way. And I think that can happen instantaneously if I know that, like a drug addict that realizes that there are dangers inherently in drug addiction and they've experienced it on face-to-face and they see somebody, see all the signs, they see all the things that are going and he's going to move quicker than even I would because he realizes all the warning signs. He's going to judge even rightly, more rightly so. I, I love this definition of wisdom. And when we talk about God being love, we're saying, okay, that's great, but knowledge without love just puffs up that's what the bible says and so i can know facts but unless i'm driven with love knowledge plus love equals wisdom and so if god has all love that can he can ever have and he has all the knowledge the known universe anywhere any place and those come that combination means that he's the wisest because mm-hmm. he's able to lovingly know and to be able to lovingly discern and utilize mm-hmm. that in action. Wisdom is love and knowledge in action, wisdom. So I think that judgment has to be driven by those things. And the reason why I, I asked the question of amorality is because, well, if it can go either way, basis of our heart, then it's a, it's a tool that we can use for either good or evil. Mm-hmm. It must mean that it has some kind of amorality. Now, whether or not it's in, in I, don't, I don't know, I'm not gonna get into that. We're, we can debate that later. But I think it's a great conversation. You guys blow me away. Y'all are so stinking smart. <laughs> Lexus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's so smart. She's very smart. Y'all are all Everybody's smart. smart. <laughs> Every stinking one of you are smart. No, I'm I mean, still, if I knew you better, if I knew you better, Todd, I'd give you a big old kiss right now because you're just a stinking <laughs> smart. I'm just playing, man. <laughs> Listen, if you got questions about judgment, or maybe you're 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 getting a little hot under the collar, you want to have a discussion about it. We don't have any problem with you messaging us. Uh, I obviously I make fun and light of things when people give me a call and tell me that I'm you know leading people astray. But I would say that um, our heart is to. To, to love people to the best of our ability. And sometimes that means making a judgment call. And I don't think anybody out there would debate that those that method of judgment is bad. It's when we employ it in a method that is controlling, manipulative, and legalistic that, that it begins to be, it doesn't look like Jesus. It isn't lovingly wise. Um, and that's what we're talking about here. So um, anybody disagree with that statement at all? No. no. Not at all. Check no. yourself before you wreck yourself. Mm, yep. 
I'm not even going to tell you what that's from because you don't need to go watch it. All right. That's a judgment <laughs> call, by the way. <laughs> All right. So today's uh, song of the week comes from Fade Strange. It's a, it's a band that I was in uh, back in oh, 2006 to 2009. We got two CDs out there. This is a, a song that I wrote way before Fade Strange was ever around. And uh, it was a, one of the first songs that I wrote on guitar, which... A lot of people don't even know that I play guitar, and that's probably because I, I play at it. I don't actually play the guitar. Um, but Face Strange, shush. So Face Strange um, released this one in 2009, and uh, it's, it's a great song. I, my my, theo my theological view on this song has changed slightly over the years, but I still think it's important to note that every day that we live, we need the grace of God to um, empower us to not only overcome sin, but to give us the empowerment to be able to make these judgment calls that we're talking about, which is why this is selected today. This is called Your Amazing Grace by Fade Strange uh, from their project back there again. Y'all take a listen.
Made Strange from their album back there again. It's called Your Amazing Grace. You can find that on Spotify, iTunes, any of that stuff. We're in deep conversation still about this thing. And and uh, we're talking about hearing from Holy Spirit and being led by Holy Spirit in our approaches to these things and whether or not judgment is good or bad. It's really kind of defined on our ability to uh, not only value the soul, but listen to him in the approach. And, um, you know, Alexis has got a, a really, um, not different, but an educated perspective because she's in the mission field. She's, mm-hmm. she's you know, she's submersed herself into that role and she knows what works and what doesn't work. And one of the things that I we were talking about is, you know, um, not only personal Things that we were not going to bring those things up, but what I'm saying is that um, don't don't devalue the strategic nature of, of of Holy Spirit as as He has put people like Alexis in these positions where they're not only discipling and building relationships and caring, but I also say that we can't devalue the street preacher that has the, the the picket sign out there that says turn or burn. And although I may not always agree with their canter, um, there are strategic things that happen in the, in the body that as long as they're led by the same love, as long as they're led by the same heart, they're not being idiots in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we're going to see results that look like the Lord. Um, if, if we're not led by the same heart and strategically with the same mindset of trying to love people to the best of our ability and love the Lord with all, all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, then what ends up happening is there's division and there's there's confusion and people are hurt and um, have blocks like you're talking about barriers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't, don't devalue the functioning and the operation of the different ministries, evangelists and prophets. And I'm not even saying there's just five of them. I think there's so many more. Uh, but... Alexis is is very strong on relational. I mean, she's she believes and and works in that capacity. I do too. I do. I do too. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, Crossroads is that way. Um, I believe in the realism of discipleship and and caring for people where they're at. I don't necessarily think you need to change your shirt before you walk in the door. You obviously know that by the way we dress when you walk into Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are other people that serve another purpose. Um, and sometimes the sword is necessary. Sometimes the rebuke is necessary. And love isn't always lacy and frilly, and it doesn't always, you know, it's not always, you're just so special. That's not how it always is. Sometimes sometimes Paul spanked, and sometimes Peter didn't. Sometimes John was all lovey-dovey and all lovey, that kind of thing. So I think there's a there's a balance to those things, and I think the body does that well. Um, anybody have anything else to say about that at all? At all? I'm talking a lot, and I feel awkward. No, you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you, Sugar. Mm-hmm. all right well again great podcast and thank you again alexis for joining us today thank you so much for having me i'm uh yeah you've got some wisdom beyond your years the lord has blessed you i can't believe you're 13 oh no 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh so again for those of you guys that are listening at home uh thanks for the opportunity again to come into your lives by way of this podcast thanks for listening in and all of the responses that we get during the week even the ones that we may not like so much i'm just thankful that you're listening come on we love them all Mm -hmm. yes good or bad we love it all we don't judge any of it that's right bring it on i'm not lying I, i don't love it all 
I could say that I like getting the responses and knowing <laughs> where people are at. I, I'm yeah. not, I don't have a problem with it. And I love to hear from you, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I like everything that's said to me. <laughs> so you're not, I'm not going to blow, blow wind up your skirt. Um, I'm just telling you right now that uh, you, I, you can, you can, Put a comment on there that says, Hail Satan, and I'm, you know what? I want you to be real. I want you to be honest. And if we talk bad about you in the podcast, which we will not, it never happen. We, we, we understand that there are differences of perspectives, and we want you to just ask the harder questions. And we're good with that. We want you to. Um, uh, in fact, I got, a, I got a good question from a discussion yesterday uh, about abortion. And that is not on the list of things to talk about in these podcasts. But I guarantee you, now that we've had this discussion, uh, yesterday, uh, it will be next season when we Yay. we will be talking about abortion and uh, and talking about some other things. I've also had a question about euthanasia and where we stand. What about on, the euthanasia? Not not about the euthanasia. I'm oh. talking about euthanasia. It's another conversation. Then when you, you'll get some time to look it up. All right. So um, <laughs> thanks for listening in and all the responses. Thank you for doing that. No matter what they are, we we love hearing from you. Uh, and uh, we want to thank Crossroads Community Church again uh, for sponsoring the podcast. Go and check them out at C3 Lindale. That's the page on Facebook. Uh, check all that's going on. We got Serenity Farms about to break ground pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've been we've been prepping. In fact, there's some stuff that's going on right now. We got a bunch of mulch out there. We got some pad stuff going in for a church sign. We got. I mean, there's a bunch of momentum going on. We're having a great time. Uh, but let's let me let me honestly say, if you're going through anything that uh, you need to talk about, give us a message on. Facebook, the PT podcast page. Uh, we want the opportunity to listen and to pray with you. So maybe you're finding yourself struggling or you need someone to talk to. Again, we want to hear from you. And if you can, you can reach us um, on the PT podcast page, but even more than that, again, I say, like I said last week, I know Jesus wants to hear from you. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're not getting answers or you need answers, give him a chance, just give him a chance to talk Amen. to you about it. Um, next week, we're going to be tackling a very misunderstood topic on what is church, what does it all mean? Um, it's going to be a great conversation dealing with a lot of myths that exist in today's religious mindsets about what church is. And I'll just give you a hint. Church is not a place. Not a building. It's not a building. That's right. It's not attached to that. So um, that's just what I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what the Bible teaches. So mm-hmm. you might no, disagree with I th- me. I think it was something about a steeple and there's all the people. Is that what the Bible says? Yeah. <laughs> Find yeah. out next week. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And obviously, we you know raise ministry. They're here and and, and uh, uh, through through Alexis, by the way, she's she's here and um, uh, she. Uh, you can go into it, or you could tell them what were you going to say. You're going to say either you want to give them a, a, the the roundabout again, or do you want to tell them just go back next week, last week? I would love for more people to check out the previous podcast if they have not. And I talked about Raise Ministries and what we do. Um, or you can go to raiseministry.org, which is R-A-I-Z ministry.org. And um, we are a mission nonprofit organization based in Dominican Republic who are dedicated and uh, seeking to help end child slavery there so please go to our website check out what we do um we'd love to hear from you as well so send us an email and we'll have a conversation thanks great yep well said um if you want any more information please go to that website and check it out and you can also find uh, the link on our facebook page 
uh, we'll, we'll make sure and put that up there for you guys too. And there's ways to give, there's ways to um, find out more about it. Uh, any way that you want to support that ministry, it's totally worth supporting a great, great ministry in the Dominican Republic. Um, and you're going back in a couple weeks, right? That's yeah. right. October great. 10th, we head back. Ooh, it's bittersweet. It's a little bittersweet. Yeah, because yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of getting you. attached now. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a little, little tough yeah. to. Oh, no. Yeah. It's a, oh, no. <laughs> we might have to put a nameplate on the seat. Yeah, we could. We could say this seat dedicated to Alexis Garland. No, that's not what's going to happen. We're already making her uncomfortable by calling her brunette beauty. But (laughs) No, um, I thought we were calling her BB. 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 B squared. B squared. B squared. B squared. Hip to B squared. Yeah, don't be. Whatever. All right. (laughs) We digress again. It's been a great conversation today. All of you guys are incredible. I appreciate you. And I hope that you join us next week. But until then, this is Todd Bergen. This is Steve Howard. This is Alexis Garland. And this is PT signing off. If no one has told you, God loves you so stinking much, and so do I. I hope you know it. And until next week, we will see you on the PT Podcast. Bye-bye.